0: just a little bit about um, Kasha Katarzyna Reba was born and raised Catholic, but she drifted from the church in her teenage years. Now a strongly devoted Catholic, she accredits much of her reversion to Saint John Paul and to Saint Padre Pio. In 2017 she married Dominic who she met at uh, World Youth Teams of Our Lady Young Adult Retreat, and together they welcome the birth of a beautiful baby girl, Olivia. Kasha has been greatly inspired by St. Therese and her little ways, and she navigates her way through marriage and motherhood. In 2017, she left her career in business to pursue work in young adult ministry, and she has a deep love for the theology of the body, youth, and her Catholic faith. And I want to congratulate Kasha because she's really uh, recently opened up a new store online, Little Olive Prince, and we invite you to check out her store. She's also on the founding members team of the um, Ministry Catholic Women's Group. I'm sure that many of you are familiar with it um yes and they are beautiful prints somebody wrote in the chat box thank uh, you thank you so much they're so beautiful so kasha can you maybe just uh, start us off in a little short quick prayer before we um you know have you share some of your thoughts on saint therese and why you love her and so on and so forth let's start with a prayer
1: why don't we um in honor of St. John Paul II, today is his feast day, and he was very, very deeply devoted to our mother. So why don't we together um, say one Hail Mary for a wonderful meeting. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, Amen.
0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh. So someone here, Jane, says, I just ordered two beautiful prayers. Oh, thank you. thank you. For the- thank you. That's very <laughs>
1: sweet. Thank you. Dorothy doesn't yes. have to do this, but I really, really appreciate it. So oh, thank man. you very
0: much. <laughs> we, we want to encourage you in your endeavor. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your love of St. Therese, and tell us a little right. bit about St. Therese. Some people like her, and some people don't.
1: Right, so I was born and raised Catholic, and um, I came, well, I come from a Polish family, Um, and, you know, my mom, so my mom had me a lot later in life. My parents, uh, they've been married for, I believe, 55 years this year, so uh, they're in their 70s at this point, Um, so I don't know if any, I mean, most of you must know a little bit about the history of Poland, but um, when it comes to Poland, they had a very delicate state during communism, and so um, prayer I think what in the home was very much so um you know traditional and honestly there's so much beauty in that uh, and so I was raised um you know praying the rosary and as silly as it sounds um, I was a young child I just remember every single night looking forward to praying the rosary with my mom which it sounds silly because now that I think about it like as a child I mean the rosary doesn't it just doesn't sound like the most exciting prayer, you know, and, um, but that's what I, I, that's how I came to know the faith. And I had um, a very deep love for that. Um, and so, you know, the rosary has always been sort of a very important prayer in my life. Um, and in my teenage years, I went through a very, very difficult time. And I fell away from the church. And once I came back, I'll be honest, I had a very difficult time Praying the rosary. I think um, the rosary, again, is the most powerful weapon that we have against, you know, um, the different struggles of this day and age. Uh, but it's repetitive prayer. And, you know, especially as a mom, sometimes, you know, I mean, quite often our mind could wander. It's, it's quite, quite easy for that to happen, especially when we have like a list of 100 things to do. And so my, I kind of felt like almost like a failure. Like, how can I be a Catholic and not like enjoy you know like like I don't you know I mean I, I I enjoy it more now but back then I just remember thinking like how can I be a good Catholic if I don't enjoy praying the rosary you know and, and I, I would pray it but I just felt very like I can't, I can't it just felt very like I'm saying the words but I'm just not feeling it if that makes sense um and so thinking about Saint Therese so Saint Therese is really interesting um she was a young uh, Carmelite nun and she was living in a um, sort of like a convent so she wasn't in the world she was more so in this convent and so most of her days were spent in prayer and one of the things that she really wanted in her life is to be to not be known she was very very humble and it's funny because now looking back it's ironic because she wanted you know not to be known and she's one of the four doctors of the church that are female Um, And so the question is, what makes her a doctor of the church? And uh, the answer really lies in her writings. And I encourage everyone to really dive deep into her writings because they're so beautiful. Um, It revealed a very intimate relationship with God. But it was interesting because she did this in a childlike way, you know. And when I think about the saints, I love Padre Pio. I'm, I can't even, I mean, Padre Pio was actually um, the first saint that I turned to when I was coming back to the church And i love him so deeply but he's so different from from saint therese as are many saints um but padre pio i mean he had the gift of the stigmata and he was able to bilocate right uh he could read souls during confession and these are all really grand things you know when you're a saint um and god gives you certain gifts like some of the saints are blessed to have these gifts So I thought, you know, I mean, I don't have any of those things, so how could I become a saint, right? And so looking at St. Therese, um, she felt the same way. So she felt that people, she lived from 1873 till 1897, so she passed away at the age of 24. So back then, she already felt like people had this, like, deep fear of God, like this, like, I'm so, so afraid of God, you know, and I'm going to do these things because I'm so afraid. And one thing that's really important, I think, is to remember that fear doesn't come from God, right? Um, God doesn't desire for us to, to be fear, fearful of him. Um, there's such a thing as healthy fear, of course, right? Things that motivate us to, to live a live a good life. Um, but for her, she thought, you know, I don't think that's what God intends for us, you know, to, to, to experience when it comes to him. Uh, so she turned to the Bible and um the passage that really inspired her little ways uh, is Matthew 18, chapter 2 to 4. And that's when Jesus says, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble, like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so the way she described it is she wasn't able to climb that harsh like that difficult like stairway to heaven and she was looking for an elevator (laughs) you know like (laughs) and so this is the passage that came to her and um so with her little ways what that allows us to do it's a very simple and practical way to adapt like basically every moment of our day so that it can become a prayer if that makes sense i mean I'll, i'll go into it a little bit more but it's no longer just sitting and praying the rosary, but it's every moment of my day today is dedicated to you, Lord. Right. And so the little ways of St. Therese um, have been transformative over the years. And um, in fact, St. Mother Teresa was so greatly inspired by, by the little ways of St. Therese of Lisieux that her um, quote, uh, do great things, uh, do, um," sorry, I have the quote right here, do small things with great love. It was inspired by St. Therese. So, um, it's it's incredible when you really look at it, um, just how powerful. It's a very simple concept, but it truly is transformative. And that's, that's a little bit about sort of St. Therese, and then and, and, and
0: can I just, <laughs> just I'm gonna say a little something uh, if I could. It's, it's interesting because you know a lot of the mothers group leaders that are here, you know, they know they they've got this publication, how to start a mothers group, and we have several patrons in our ministry. One of them is St. Therese. And we encourage all of our Mothers Group leaders um, to do a little something with love in your group. Because we often say it's not what you might hear in a Mothers Group, but it's that little kind gesture. You know, mm-hmm. that beautiful cupcake with a little rose on it that's gonna, that, that could touch Mothers the, the other patron saint, uh, we have four of them, we have, is Padre Pio. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then one one more, and I'm not gonna turn to the page, is um, St. John Paul II. So uh, there's just, a I feel a real closeness with you, Kasha, because I don't know, I, I just, I feel like God put our lives together for some particular reason, I I don't know what that reason is. Maybe today is the reason, um, <clears throat> but you know your your talk is really resonating with me. <clears throat> Let's just see if there's some comments here. Um, oh, okay, Joanna, she's got uh, <clears throat> there's quite a lengthy one I'm I don't know if I can read all of it, but Nicola is saying it's such an inspiring talk. So I'll let you continue with your oh, talk. Thank
1: sorry. you. So say hi Nicola. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. And Nicola's another young mom that I have the pleasure of meeting. So yeah. yeah. It's great to see all the all the women here. I'm truly like I'm very humbled and very honored to be here. So thank you. Um but yeah, so just moving on a little bit. So when I think about motherhood, I'm, I'm, am a pretty new mom and I'm sure some of you have more children, which, Oh my goodness. I just wanted to say like, I have one child and it's not easy. <laughs> it's the biggest blessing, but my child just started walking Olivia. She just started walking and that means she's a hazard to herself. So I have to be like constantly like, thank God for my mom. Who's actually next door right now watching her. But, um, when, you know, when Olivia's not napping, my days consist of chasing after a toddler who just discovered the power of walking. And so I'm just trying to keep her as safe as possible. And that's with one child. I can only imagine when you have more, it's like, you have to just be aware of all the children at once. Like, is everyone okay? You know, the house isn't burning down. Okay, perfect. You know? Um, So God bless all the moms. And in specifics, I mean, I'm just so, like, just it's very inspiring to me. Um, and I desire to have more children too. So if anyone has tips in the future, feel free to write me. <laughs> um, but so as a mom, I mean, I'm finding that, um, my husband works from home. However, he, his job, so his offices are in the U S and so he works at his computer, but the time zones are different. Um, cause he works with the different States. And so his days often start at 6 AM and they run anywhere till 6 PM. And he, he's, he's wonderful he helps me a lot after he's done work which i'm very grateful for i can't imagine doing all this without him but there's a big 12-hour chunk in between that you know and so i'm on my own with a toddler who's just discovered walking for 12 hours a day and um i have to say it's it's a challenge and that means that i mean she'll go down for a nap once or twice but her naps have been shorter and shorter because of teething and so the so honestly there's days i don't get to sit down you know i'm lucky if i get to sit down and I noticed my prayer life as a mom, especially, because during pregnancy, especially because I started my mat leave earlier, I had a lot of time. Like I got to bake cookies and, you know, like sit down and read a book that I wanted to read or watch a show I wanted to watch. I can't remember the last time I turned the TV on, you know, like at this point. Um, But I'm finding I don't have time to sit down and say the entire rosary. Because when I'm, usually my days end at 12 midnight or at 1 a.m. And I'm finding like, okay, I can say the rosary, but my mind's just not all there. And I do I do make sure to say at least a decade every single day. So my question, my whole struggle was, what do I do, right? Like, I feel like I'm drifting from God, especially with COVID. Um, you know, the sacraments weren't easily accessible. Um, you know, going to mass wasn't available. It was probably the most difficult time for me personally, spiritually, ever since I've come back to the church. And so the question was like, what can I do to change that? Um, and so St. Therese has an amazing way of reminding us of her. <laughs> uh, I was flipping through the Bible and a little prayer card came out and it was of St. Therese. And I thought, well, oh, that's right. I, for- I completely forgot about, you know, the little ways of St. Therese. And so I started diving deeper into that. And what I found is that um, and there's a lot of parallels between St. Therese of Lisieux and also St. Jose Maria Escriva, who also talks about sanctifying the ordinary in your life. And I think the Opus Dei, their whole thing about um, sanctifying the little the little moments of your day, it's very much so uh, connected to St. Therese's little way. And so... Um, with the little ways. So when we think about children, we're, we have the advantage of already having children so we can watch them and sort of how they approach us. Um, and we've also been children. So we have those two things working in our favor. Right. Um, but another thing I think that's important is that as mothers, again, we need to hold the fort down. So often I think our minds sort of go to like, I want to say like a godlike complex, right? Because God is in control of us, but we are, and God is in control of our children as well, of course, but the practical things of each day, I mean, you know, we have to take care of that. So, so we kind of think about how we need to control the things within our home and we try our best to make sure everything's running smoothly and, you know, the dishes are washed or the laundry is done or, you know, dinner's made and everyone's clean and everyone's happy, right? And then, um, you know, having that sort of mindset, we often forget that we in God's eyes, we are children ourselves. And so the three things that St. Teresa spoke of when it comes to, um, to children, and I have notes (laughs) because as a mom, I don't know if I'd remember this off the top of my head, but one of the things that children have is that when they wake up, they don't worry about yesterday or what's gonna happen tomorrow they're just excited about right now like I'm excited to be awake like my daughter is not even one yet and I can't tell you how joyful she is in the mornings like her favorite thing is to wake up like she's just so excited about life you know um so we're so being excited about the present um now I want to just stress there's something about being childlike and then there's something to be said about being childish there's a big difference and I think we also can't be naive in that right so life I mean it's not easy it's not all sunshine and rainbow so sometimes it's not easy to be excited about waking up and you know maybe you're going through a difficult time maybe you've lost your job with COVID Um, my heart goes out to anyone who has it's it's such a difficult time right so um, you might have lost your job maybe there's health issues in the family maybe someone close to you has passed away so those things difficult it's not easy to wake up and be like let's do this right um but that's when that excitement we can you know we lose that excitement but we can transform that into a deeper trust in god right and so um how that relates to children is children depend on us mothers and fathers for everything right so when we become like children we suddenly realize i can't do anything without god like god is my father you know and I can't do anything without him. So when we become like children, we look to God to help us get through things that are difficult and we know we can't do it without him. And I know in my experience, so when I was a teenager, I lost my brother um, suddenly and it was very tragic and um, for the whole family. And I remember being a teenager, right? That was really hard because when your spirituality maybe isn't depending on who you are, but for me personally, I had never thought of God as, you know, my father, like I, you know, and so trying to do it on your own is kind of like a recipe for disaster. You can't depend on just your own energy because you're pouring out of your own cup, you know, to all your children, you give it like, like if you were a cup, and you're full, you're giving a little bit (laughs) of your cup to everyone, right? So what's left for you? And who's going to pour your cup, right? And so um, we can't always depend on others to do that for us. And I think that source for us should really come from God. Um, So that's another thing, just knowing that we can't do um, those things without him. And we also, so children know that they can't do big things without the help from, from an adult. So they try to help in little ways. Right. Um, I have a niece who, um, you know, she'll, my brother likes to cook. And so when my brother's cooking, I mean, she can't make the whole meal, but she can stir the soup. Right. Or she can pour a glass of water for everyone. Um, so it's little things that we can do, um, to get closer to God. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like going on a tangent, Dorothy, if you want to like ask a question, go ahead and
0: just, I just wanted you know it's it's beautiful it's just Thank beautiful you. it's beautiful to have you here I wanted to just pipe in a little bit um yesterday I went for a walk with my daughter and you know she's 25 so uh but I found three or four chestnuts right And I got so excited about them. And I don't know if you have the memory when you were like really little that you'd find chestnuts and it was like you found a treasure. It was like, oh, my gosh, these chestnuts. And so I brought the chestnuts home and I'm like, I slapped them on the kitchen table. And it's like, I want to pray when I go to Eucharistic Adoration that I have that same joy for chestnuts. As I did then, but I have it now, right? Because I think what happens is that as you age and you've had one cross and then you've had some problems in your marriage, then you've had, you know, this mother-in-law, and then you've had this illness, and then you've got this, 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 you know, and you, then you can become miserable, right? And and sometimes you forget that we need to be refreshed by the Holy Spirit. We need to be we need to be refreshed with supernatural power. Um, and, you know, so this morning, first I went to mass, then I went to adoration, I'm like, refresh me, Lord, so that I'm not miserable when <laughs> I'm chatting with the mom, right, so that I can have this love of yours to share. We can't do it on our own, because, like, life is very hard, and it's like, cross, 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 you know, and, and, and we need something to offset those crosses. So what you're saying is so powerful that, you know, to have that joy is supernatural to be childlike, you know, after your brother is lost tragically, you you need supernatural help to do those things. So I, I really, really appreciate where you're, you're taking on us on this beautiful journey. And I always say that once I became a mother, I went to confession more than I ever went in my entire life. Because like, I had to face my anger, right? It's like Dorothy, a two-year-old broke a dish. That's what two-year-olds do. What have you been doing being angry? Right? <laughs> so and thank you for, for all of your beautiful uh, insights. And we look forward to more of them. Yeah,
1: yeah no, thank you. Yeah, so with St. Therese, um, what, so all, with all that in mind, so just becoming like a child and again, life, is going to be difficult for us. Um, as we age, things happen. I think that this childlike approach towards God, it really equips us in a way that gives us so much strength and helps us overcome those difficult moments in a more powerful way. Um, it's helped me have a deeper spiritual life so that when I do say the rosary, I feel a lot connected, more connected to heaven than if I don't. Cause you know, there's like if you think about it, like there should be no separation between your life and your faith, right? Like if you are a follower of Christ, when you think of the di- disciples, um, I mean they left everything, right, to follow follow Jesus, and we're called to do that in a different way. And I think, um, I mean, we obviously cannot just pick up a bag and leave our families. Like our families need us, right? <laughs> so that's where that's where it's like, okay, Lord, like if I'm not called to, you know become a nun and, and just leave everything behind for you. And I'm to find you through my vocation of motherhood. How can I do that? If I'm so incredibly busy, it's stressful. It's not easy. It really isn't. And, um, like, like, uh, Joanna said, I mean, it doesn't get easier. Right. So, 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 and that's not to, that's not to be like a downer or to be, um, to be morbid or anything that's just being a realist i think you know uh, that's just the reality of what life is it's again not sun- sunshine and rainbows um, but god has given us everything that we need to go through uh, the crosses of life. Like when I look at the lives of the saints, I mean, I can't think of one saint that had an easy peasy life, you know? I think each of them had their own cross to carry and I think all of us do as well. And what helps bring us closer to him is how we um, go through those struggles. And and um, so with St. Therese, I was reading a lot about her and sort of um, the different encounters that other sisters have had of her and um, how they described her and it's funny because they didn't think anything like was different from like she didn't stand out from all the sisters again she was very simple and very humble. But one of the things that um, that that's spoken of is like, they, they would be folding napkins for dinner. And she would do it in a way where she says herself that I would fold it in a way as though Jesus was coming to eat dinner with us, you know, with so much care, so much attention. Um, So these little mundane things that, I mean, folding napkins, like, who are we kidding, right? It's just that it's so silly, right? Um, she would do it with so much joy and and sort of turning that as a gift um, to to the Lord and bringing him into that moment. Now, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you are like, I'm too busy to be folding napkins with joy. Like, <laughs> who are we kidding, right? <laughs> um, most days we're scrambling. I know Dorothy and I were talking about how I'm sure a lot of you were scrambling to get to this meeting as well. Um, that's just the reality of motherhood. It's not folding napkins joyfully. (laughs) at all times (laughs) Um, but there's other ways so what uh, I've been watching so Father Mike Schmitz he has fantastic homilies and so uh, this past Sunday he talked about how in the morning when he gets dressed in the morning as he's putting his clothes on uh, his prayer is as he's clothing himself he says to be more like you Christ right so um, it's sort of like in Ephesians there's reference to putting on the armor of God right so when you're getting dressed in the morning a simple Lord I'm putting on, you know, like, I'm putting on sort of like this, this s- garment of a servant, right? Like, I am here to serve you, Lord, this day I give up to you. Um, that's so transformative in itself, right?
0: Dorothy, you look like you but want A, to a him priest once said to me too, that when you're taking a shower- is to claim the graces of baptism. I need to be refreshed by my baptism every single day. So in the shower, you know, yeah. uh, to, to to pretend you're being baptized again or asking God for the graces of your baptism to be renewed. Um, yeah. re- for, for those of you that have read the story of a soul and maybe you're looking um, for an additional read, I just picked up, a, a Call to a Deeper Love. <clears throat> and this is um, the family correspondence of the parents of St. Therese of the Child Jesus, right? So uh, these are letters that the parents wrote to different relatives and everything. And it's, it's such a beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful read. Uh, so I would encourage you if you've you know read Story of the Soul and you're looking for something more, um, and, and And do remember that if you enter Amazon through the Catholic Moms Group website that you know we might get a tiny tiny donation. Um, so if, if if you do decide to get that, please go enter in through the uh, Catholic Moms Group uh, website. Um, Kasha, I, I also have to ask you to make a little plug. Did you enjoy uh, Motherhood Matters?
1: I did, yes. Actually, it's funny. I, I, I That was my vacation book last year when, back in the day, you could travel. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's it's I highly recommend uh, Dorothy's book on Motherhood Matters. It's really, like, it's an easy and enjoyable read. It's as though um, she's talking to you. It's fantastic, but it's so well written, um, and every page has a wealth of knowledge that I think you could really apply uh, to your life, and I really thoroughly enjoyed it
0: yeah, I no, I, yeah I i'm always nervous when i yeah. give, when i when i you know give it to people or when because i'm like oh what are people gonna think but um anyway i know that i i, I interrupted you i'm sorry no. um mm-hmm. so let's i'll let you continue i'm sorry uh-huh
1: right no 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 that that's um so all of that is so relevant. And there's actually a free ebook that we can share the link with any moms that are interested, and it's called the F- uh, Five Practical Steps to the Little Ways of Saint Therese. And it's written by a priest, and it's really it's short read, um, and again super practical. I think that's what's key with the Little Way of Saint Therese. Um, the little ways become really a big thing because in the end, what I've been finding is. Um, Of course i'm human you know and and this does require practice it's easier said than done to be like a child at all times i mean that's a that's a huge thing to ask of a mom right (laughs) um especially again because our minds are always thinking about how we can um care for our families and to make sure everything's running smoothly but you know there's moments so in our day when we do Because again, we're human and we're going to get angry and we're going to get frustrated. And, um, you know, there's going to be difficult moments and it's totally okay if we slip. It's not like, you know, God's going to shun you for that. Like, that's just part of our human nature. And I think that's where grace comes into. Like, we need to give ourselves grace. Like, being a mom, I think, um, is the most important job there is in the world, right? Uh, we, We take on everything. And I think when we do stumble, and we will, and that could be daily for some of us, right? That's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, we all stumble. (laughs) You know, like, I think the beauty of Catholicism is that we're not called to be perfect. We're just called to strive to be like the saints. And when we look at the saints, I mean, they became saints, you know, even though they had their own shortcomings as well. It's a matter of how do we deal with these shortcomings. So when we do stumble, it's a matter of, okay, I'm going to take myself back up and I'm going to, you know, um, get to reconciliation if I can, or I'll, you know, pray and, and, um, you know, just ask God to be with me in that moment. And um, just, I I think my biggest, um, like sort of ask for all the moms is let's try to do better to be a little bit kinder to ourselves you know because I think we expect so much from ourselves and when we have a shortcoming which happens um, it's okay there's nothing wrong with that and I think it's a matter of just saying Lord like I've fallen help me get back up and just grabbing onto his arm and back up because that's what we have to do right when we're sick <laughs> there's no sick days <laughs> same, with, same with our spirituality I think there's no sick days and there's no off days we just have to keep going um, and uh, so in moments where we are encountered with a frustration. So like Dorothy shared a story about what happened earlier this week. You know, her family had a beautiful dinner on monday night and they had a glass of wine and it was you know a delicious meal salmon it sounded so good dorothy i haven't had salmon in a long time so i was like oh my gosh this sounds so good and before she knew it you know she falls asleep and she like maybe in the back of dorothy's mind she was thinking you know what my family's got this they'll clean up like we're, it's fine they'll unload the dishwasher uh, only for her to wake up at 5 a.m to a you know a, a dishwasher that still needs to be, it was still dirty actually <laughs> 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 Dorothy, right? Yes, so, Dorothy, I mean, that that story really resonated with me too because we have two options, okay? The easy option is to get really upset because I, like, I I mean, I feel like any of us would be upset. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I do everything for this home and you're telling me that there's, like, you know, all these people in the house, no one could <laughs> take care of the dishes. Okay, like, you know, that's not fair, right? Um, but I really like, Dorothy, maybe you want to speak a little bit on how, like, you sort of worked yourself through that. Cause that, that's, you yeah. know, it's a simple situation, but.
0: Well, yeah. you know, uh, those that know me well, uh, know me like I, I've, I've struggled in the past with um, anger <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, someone said to me, Oh, if that would have happened to me, I would have fumed. I wouldn't have done anything. I would have sat and waited till people woke up and I would have made them do well. I've done stuff like that. And, um, And approaching things with anger hasn't worked, right? It just hasn't worked. And, um, you know, during COVID, you know, God has really made me kind of go, face my anger. It's like, face your anger, Dorothy. And there have been many situations where I could kind of feel my anger building up. (laughs) And I know that my kids can feel it and my husband can like, you know, when it starts to bubble up, they can feel it. Everybody runs (laughs) into another room, right? Um, And and I've been facing it more because I'm at home and... Um, you know, my, my son went camping and I didn't want him to go camping, and then this happened, I didn't want that to happen. And I thought, well, I can't be angry 10 times a day. <laughs> like there's gotta, you know, like you can't be angry all the time. Maybe the problem wasn't them, Dorothy, maybe it's you. And so when I woke up and there's, you know, the dishes are still on the table, the the dishwasher is still full, and it's 5 a.m. I I thought to my, and I I started, I could feel it bubbling up in myself, right? And then I just, I paused and just by the grace of God, I got the passage and I forget what the passage is, but I got the passage that whatever you do for the least of me, uh, you're doing for me. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Like, so if I wash these dishes and if I empty this dishwasher, And if I handle this peacefully, I'm doing it for Jesus, right? And if I tell myself that I'm doing it for him, then it becomes effortless. Because after all, like he died on the cross, Uh, you know, I have been forgiven of, I don't know how many countless sins. So I'm like, okay, I've been forgiven. I've been blessed so much. What's this, what's this little act, right? Of, of, you know cleaning the counter and washing the dishes. And it's, it's nothing. And you know, a, a friend of mine recently in our neighborhood, she lost her husband, she doesn't have a husband. And she says like, I wish I had someone to get angry at. like, you know, and so all these thoughts started to flood my mind. And it also reminded me of a time where my mother used to say, and I used to always think, Ma, you know, you talk too much, you're too religious. And, <laughs> but uh, she said, Dorothy, whenever you have to do something that you don't like, tell yourself and remind yourself and create the mindset that you are doing this for Christ. You're doing it for Christ. Um, And so I thought, okay. And then suddenly I was unloading the dishwasher and I was filled with a tremendous amount of peace. Right. Um, So, you know, that, that's just a, a, a little example, but I, I think that a lot of moms, I see it over the years, um, that they develop resentments, they develop anger, they develop bitchiness and complaining and, you know, maybe talking negatively about their husband to girlfriends. And it becomes like an interior cancer. And I always say, if you don't bring any joy into the house, there's going to be no joy. If you don't bring a fresh spirit, there's going to be no fresh spirit. And life is extremely hard and it gets harder. So if you cling to Christ and you cling to the sacraments and you cling to spiritual reading, um, like when my kids were very little, The only way that, I, because my husband traveled a lot, like from Washington to Kansas to Australia, like he was gone. And uh, I thought the only way I could do it was by taking my two little ones and going to mass. And I thought, I don't care if I accomplish anything, if I go to Mass, I know I'm going to hear the gospel. I'm going to receive the Eucharist. I'm going to see some seniors that are going to give me a smile. <laughs> you know? um, this is just a little tip, and I'll, 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 I'll throw the conversation back to Kasha. But I was going to Nativity of Our Lord uh, for daily Mass, and one day I saw on the bulletin board there, it said, do you need a mother's helper? And I was like, what the heck is a mother's helper? I don't even know what a mother's helper is. I'm like, yeah, I need a mother's helper. Um, I ended up calling the number and I was chatting to the woman and and she goes, well, my daughter's 13 years old. She can help you fold laundry. She can help wash dishes. She can watch the kids when you're in the shower. And I thought, oh, I said, well, does she have any experience? She goes, yeah, she's uh, one of 12 siblings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this, this 13-year-old girl, Ann Rabello, um, she had more experience with newborns than I did. <laughs> so, <a lot. laughs> so I always say that a mother's helper is, is a gift from God. And I, I know that it's hard with COVID right now, but I do recommend putting a notice at a parish, you know that you're looking for a mother's helper because they're very very helpful with all the little little things um anyway so that's my little story and my little sharing um yeah so doing things as if you're doing things for christ is just a powerful way to unite your suffering with christ and give it supernatural thought, a power yourself. yeah
1: for sure thank you dorothy for all that that's really helpful um I think also so in those moments of difficulties, a practical tip, again, I'm all about the practical because it just makes it a lot simpler in my mind, at least for myself, is um, when we're faced with that emotion sort of like building up or like anger or anything like that. Um, I really encourage everyone this has been tremendous for me personally is count to 10 because often rationality kicks in within those 10 seconds I promise it's like a lifesaver like I think it's actually I've never went through anger management but I've I've heard rumors that that's like one of the one of the steps you know so um, count to 10 because what you might say right away because you can never take back words you know what I mean and you can never take back certain actions so I think um, you have the ability to become destructive or you you unitive, um, at least maybe like, even if you're harboring this like resentment, um, it can really transform your relationship with God. If you turn it towards him, uh, I think that's really huge. And so again, so count to 10, um, and think of Christ on the cross or the way of the cross, because, uh, the way of the cross, it's so powerful because I've, I had to, um, honor my father For my 18th birthday, he uh, took me on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. And we had the honor of walking through uh, the Way of the Cross. And um, the Way of the Cross now is like a market. I don't know who, maybe some of you have been. Um, It's a market for part of it. And in the market, there's a lot of uh, people from different faiths. And uh, they don't like when people walk the way of the cross through the market. And I recall so strongly, like we were walking and I remember I was carrying the cross with another gentleman. It was quite heavy and I was 18 years old. And this was right when I was like thinking about coming, like not that I, you know, I was already going to mass, but it was like thinking about going deeper into the faith. And so I'm walking, uh, holding uh, the, this cross. And I remember feeling so proud, even though the people around us felt like You could tell they were not happy that we were there, and I'll never forget. This is like a scene out of the movie, really. Um, There was a a vendor who was selling dolls, and these dolls, when you touch them, they would laugh, right? And so he had a whole wall of these dolls, and it almost sounds creepy now that I say it out loud. But anyway, he had a full wall of, let's say, I'm gonna ballpark like 30 to 40 dolls, and there's all these dolls. And the second he saw us coming, because we were saying the rosary through like a megaphone, um, I think it was, or like a little microphone, that's what it was, a microphone, um, but, so that everyone in the group could hear us, because there was a lot of people behind us, so of course we want to all stay on track, so we're saying it through the microphone, they hear us coming, and this vendor comes out, and he touches literally every single doll. Uh, so as we're passing by, all we hear is like this laughter, right? And I remember... I'm sorry, I'm trying not to get emotional. Sorry, it's very, um, that was a really turning point for me because when we think about the way of the cross, I'm sorry, I really, I haven't cried in so long, what is going on? (laughs) Um, When we think about the way of the cross and when we think about, how christ who was god incarnate okay he is the creator of the universe okay he loves all of us so deeply when you think about how he must have felt in that moment and how he handled that right you know, he could have, he could have smited everyone that was laughing. He could have smited everyone that was spitting on him and kicking him and just making that experience so much more painful. Right. And he was taking on the sins of the world. So all of our sins, like yours and mine, like every single act of like, think of all the bad things in the world and multiply that by like an infinity, because there's been so many people that have come before us and that will still come. Right. And he's taken on all this pain and how are the people who he loves so much reacting right and they're spitting on him kicking him and doing all this and the way he reacts like he could get really angry right he could get so angry he could do so much because he again is god incarnate and yet he takes that and he is so humble and he is like i keep accentuating it but he's god right and and who are we we are the creation and when i think about that it's so humbling and it's almost like um uh like a like a sobering slap in the face, if that makes sense. It's like, okay, I'm about to get so angry, you know, but it's like, and that's, and again, it's okay. You will get angry. Like I still get angry. I was angry yesterday. Like, you know, I'm saying all this, but we have our bad days. So I'm not saying don't ever get angry because like that makes you, you know, a bad person. No, that's not it at all. Like, it's just that I think what's important is that we give, give ourselves a moment to pause and really try. Like, and I think that's all God is asking for, from us, Right. He's asking us to try. Right. And not just like act on impulse, because I think that's one thing that really takes us away from um, that path towards uh, sanctity. Right. It, it's a difficult path. Uh, and that's why it's easier to do, get angry. It's the human thing. It's easy. What's harder is to think and be like, OK, Lord, like I like, just think of him like on the cross or like think of him going to the way of the cross and how he must have felt. I'm like, OK, Lord, you know what? Like I'm going to take this because you know, in that moment, you know, I, I feel more united to you, and I feel closer to you on the cross, and it makes me bite my tongue so more, much more often, and it's become like my lifesaver in a way, um, yes. so I really wanted to share that tip.
0: Yeah, and a- another tip, um, and I don't know, I don't know, i I don't know where I think I do know where I got it from. But another tip that's very powerful. Many people do not know that when you bless yourself in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and you do it slowly and with reverence, that it's a mini exorcism. Right. Um, I wish I could find the theology to share it with you, but it's actually a form, like it's a mini deliverance prayer. So if you find yourself getting angry, and this is something now that I do, we have a little what I call Mother Mary room where we have our Blessed Mother there. She's usually set up in another room and we've got candles and you know, our relics and everything in a separate room. But when I, I'll, I'll go there and I just stand there. I'm like, okay, in the name of the Father. And really slowly, because like now we're doing this, right? And I remember Sister Archangela, and I, I know that she prepared you for your first Holy Communion. Is that right?
1: No, it was uh, uh, a um no, it was the, it was the, she, they're,
0: they're friends though. Okay. Yeah, I don't uh, know. It was so Sister Alfonso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and so I know Sister Alfonso, or okay. God bless her soul, but Sister Archangela, she said, when you bless yourself, don't feel like you're swatting a fly, right? She goes, like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> she said slowly in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and and many um saints before they took on any writing projects or anything slowly so if you find yourself getting in a flurry i do encourage uh, blessing yourself and the other thing i encourage you to do is the use of holy water okay is to bless yourself with holy water Um, some of you know that at one point i was the um, national training manager for Tupperware Canada and the president and his wife at that time uh, were members of uh, they were members of uh, Opus Day, and so we got along really, really well and she she told me a story that her daughter about 17 or 18 at the time was really, really heavily into uh, punk hard rock music and she was almost like in another world. And uh, they felt like they were losing, you know, their daughter, um, you know, to, to just to bad habits and so on and so forth. And she said that uh, what she would do when her daughter wasn't home is she would go into her daughter's room. And one particular time, she, she took the holy water and she blessed uh, in the sign of a cross in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, all four walls of her daughter's uh, bedroom and with holy water again. And apparently the night that she did that, her daughter came home and as soon as she walked into her bedroom, she started to cry and she went into some kind of uh, almost trance and she started to break all of the CDs. And she started to, you know, talk to her mother that she wanted to change and that she was sorry. And it was a very, very dramatic experience. And so she says, Dorothy, you have to remember that holy water is a powerful sacramental. Um, So I want to encourage all of you, like, I don't know if any of you have ever had any, you know, difficulties, maybe with a family relative or with a daughter, with a son, with a husband, with a wife, not a wife, sorry, but I've been known to sometimes put a little bit of uh, two drops of holy water into a cup of coffee of a friend that comes to visit that I know that likes to gossip, right? (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, so I'm like, okay, Lord, in the name of the Father, I'm, I'm doing this, and I'm begging you to hold her tongue and to hold mine, right, and put in just a little bit, and then I serve the coffee, right, um, or bless salt in uh, spaghetti, because then I know my son's going <laughs> to So the use of sacramentals is uh, extremely, extremely important. Um, I just wanted to, there was a question that, a comment that came up from one of our, uh, one of the moms here. She says, I want to ask everyone to pray for me, that my two sons come back to me. They don't want to see my husband and I for something we didn't do. It's very hard, uh, especially when we love them very much. I feel like we're being attacked by the evil one I feel very close to the Lord. Please don't mention my name. I won't mention your name. Don't worry. Um, yeah, and we had another mom that um, wrote to us, too, saying that her son was was uh, going to bathhouses while he lived at home, and she didn't know how to, like, please know that we do order two masses a month for every single one of your intentions so we are praying for you and um, we also have official like prayer intercessors the sisters of uh precious blood in hamilton are our official prayer intercessors so the, the the precious blood sisters are praying for you the sacred heart priests are celebrating two masses a month for your intentions. We have another two masses a month ordered for all the women that have ever attended a Dynamic Women of Faith Conference. Um, We do, you know, I have to tell you, when you send me a short little email and you say, oh, I really loved Kasha's session, or I really loved this, or it's food for my soul. So please, 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 Send me an email. I'll forward it on to Kasha because, you know, doing the Lord's work isn't always easy. And I get discouraged too. (laughs) You know, I always tell Kasha, I said, Kasha, I'm aging. We need young moms like you smack in the middle of the ministry. Because if we have the two, right? We have, that's why I love the multi generational. Because if your daughter, is having a bad day, then I can fly in, right? Uh, When we have the multi-generation, we can help one another. Um, So Dora Vitu says, hello ladies, speaking of anger, Dorothy, can you comment at all on the disappointing decision by Pope Francis? Um, I do think that that exceeds our discussion today but I do think he is being misquoted. um, And I do think we should be praying for the Pope rather than uh, talking about it. So you have my word today. I will pray for, uh, I'm gonna pray a full rosary for our Holy Father. But from, um, there's a great article in Catholic News Agency and it explains exactly what uh, Pope Francis said and exactly what was meant by it? I think a lot of very radical views trying to blaspheme and gossip about our Pope. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> so I will pray a full Rosary for our Holy Father, um, and he's been misquoted so many times uh, that it it is scary. So. I'm praying a rosary for the Pope and I ask you to pray a rosary for the Pope as well. Okay. I'm, I'm praying a full rosary for him today. I prayed a full rosary for each of you today. I did a holy hour. I went to our lady of chose to hold and I brought you all with me. (laughs) So uh, anyway, it's 259. We have one more minute with Kasha. Kasha, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, Any other things you'd like to share? Um...
1: Well, I just wanted to um, just again, thank you, Dorothy, for this opportunity. And um, I wanted to thank all the moms out there. I just, you know, like, I'm so, um, like, humbled that there's this community that Dorothy has uh, created and that I can be a part of. And I just want to thank you all for, like, all the hard work that you put in because um, I, like, as a mom now, I know that sometimes you don't get a thank you. Right. And just know that uh, no matter where you're at, like, again, I think when it comes to the Catholic faith, Like we have to remember that we're not called for perfection. We're just called to strive for um, holiness, which doesn't mean perfection. You know, like it's, it's strive. The the key word is striving. Like God knows that um, we're going to have our difficult days and he made us the way we are for a reason, you know, like um, Dorothy, similarly to you, like I can be a little bit hot-headed sometimes. um, But, and you know, and that can be my greatest downfall really. Uh, But again, he's given us tools that we can use to sort of, get through those moments. And don't forget um, community. I think community here is so important too. Like we get so busy, we don't have time to see our friends. And so uh, Catholic Moms Group, what what Dorothy has done is created this community of other moms who understand um, what we're going through. And um, the the multi-generational aspect is great, because you can ask a mom who's raised, you know, two, three, four, children or one child, whichever, like, but they've had the experience and and their kids are all grown. And now we can ask for advice um, if perhaps we're unsure of something um, and we can ask for prayers. I think asking for prayers, uh, that's really important. Um, We can't do this again on our own. And so having a community um, asking for prayers, uh, you know, you can shoot me a message. I'm on Facebook. You can just search me, send me a message and just say, I just need prayers. And I'll pray for you. Um, Dorothy has been wonderful. She's been bringing me with her to adoration in her heart. <laughs> and I can see you. were with
0: me you. this morning.
1: <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you, Dorothy, for that. So um, don't underestimate the power of prayer. Um, and when you feel really weak and you feel like, I can't drag this cross anymore. Just remember the little way, you know, and God isn't looking for grand gestures from us. Like he's not calling all of us to location, which I think is like the coolest thing, but he's not calling us to location uh, or like stigmata or like, you know, not all of us, right? Like there are saints that have had these gifts that are so grand. Um, but if we don't have those gifts, it doesn't mean that he's not calling us as well. It's just, he's, we, we have these little ways, you know, and especially in this day and age, sanctifying everything, even little things, like even when we log onto our computer, like may this time be spent wisely, right? Because how often do we um, find ourselves, even though we're so busy, we're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then we see some gossip site about Pope Francis and it's all of a sudden we get all riled up and it's so easy to do these things. But um, let's just discern, like prayerfully discern the moments of our day and offer up each thing. So even the mundane, like Unloading the dishwasher, right? Making food, getting a glass of water for like our little one, um, doing the laundry, folding the laundry, like these little things from the moment we wake up, just say, Lord, like be with me today. I offer up this day for you and be with me in each moment and just like carry him with you and your life instantly becomes a prayer. So these little ways really become a lifestyle, um, and so that's what I wanted to share with you. And I, I have found that to be like truly um, transformative for me. And um, I still love my rosary. I still love my saints. I would love to read more. I don't have the time. So this is my little way of bringing God into my life. And I really hope that something stood out to, to some of you. Um, even if you've leave the session with one thing Um, i really hope that it's helpful and uh, be assured of my prayers and once again thank you thank you all for your time and dorothy for inviting me i'm genuinely like just so so touched um, by this ministry and by all the work you do so thank you
0: (laughs) just a a little you know closing thought from dorothy um, is that sometimes moms forget that children can receive graces Right. And so, you know, like whether my, you know, like Monica was six months or one year, I kind of when I took her to mass, like I could see her looking in a particular way at stained glass and it would and I could see something happening in her soul, looking at that stained glass, because you yourself know as a mother, when you're looking at your child, you can see the Holy Spirit working in that child, right? And so, you know, many moms will say, oh, well, I'm not gonna take my child to church until they're like, you know, five or six. And I'm like, those are five and six years of graces that you've missed, you know? Don't miss the graces. Um, I don't know, it kind of blows me away when I think about this. Saint Derez went into the convent as a 15 year old, one five, 15 years old. So I think as, as mothers, sometimes we underestimate how much grace little ones can receive, right? We kind of, oh, later, later, later. And then um, I always say that if the child is immersed in grace, it's easier to handle, Right? Um, you know, sometimes when, whether it was Michael or whatever, if they're you know, doing a little a, a, a hissy fit, I'm like, okay, let's get some holy water. I bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And before you know it, my two-year-old has shifted, right? There's power, like children can receive graces and you can be a dispenser of grace to your children by bringing them to church. Um, I remember sometimes if if Ma- Monica is a very feisty girl, she always has been, she always will be, a lot of leadership skills, a lot of energy, and sometimes I would just pray the rosary out loud, and then as I was praying it out loud, it would settle her, and then she would walk around, and at the end of the Hail Mary, she'd be saying, Amen, I mean, so I you know. Uh, so we have this treasure chest of graces that will help uh, mothering our children easier if we immerse our children in grace, right? Um, and uh, I always say, don't forget CCC of America. They have incredible, uh, you know, Saints videos, and they're Disney quality. So, you know, they, oh, can I watch a video? Can I watch a video? And it's like, yeah, plug in. And so all of a sudden, my kids knew 15 or 16 Saints because they had grown up with the CCC of America. I get no... The affiliate fees, nothing. I just tell everybody, go to CCC of America, get the videos, then your kids automatically will know 14 saints. We want to start infusing graces before they even receive the sacraments, okay? So anyway, um, sorry for going on so long, but I'm just so passionate about all of those. Ah! So Kasha, thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. Thank you for your yes. Um, I I hope we can have you on again because you know you're so loved by so many Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to say goodbye to everybody thank you each and every one of us for joining us Uh, if any of you remember Carol Burnett I'm so glad we had this time together (laughs) just to have a laugh and sing a song seems we just get started and before you know it Comes a time we have to say so long. <laughs> Shows you my age. <laughs> so um, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Kasha. Um, remember that we love you. We're praying for you. We're here for you. You are not alone. Oh, Next week, we have a very powerful speaker from Women of Grace, Susan Brinkman, talking about yoga, Reiki, astrology, getting your cards read, and uh, something else. You could lose grace in an instant. By exposing yourself to some of the wrong things, and uh, many young people, you know, oh, got to get crystals, oh, got to get my cards read, oh, you know, reading horoscope is harmless. And drip by drip by drip by drip by drip, they become a different person. Um, So please, uh, if you can, Oh, so Sindel, Sindel is one of our mother's group leaders. Uh, another young mob. I want to get these young mobs on board. Sindel managed her Instagram account for a week, and she was posting all sorts of great stuff. Here's a great article about getting kids to mass. I found it to be very helpful with my little boys. Um, enjoy. Okay. I got to, uh, Sindel, if you can send that to me, um, then that way in a follow-up email, I'll send Thank it you. to
1: you. Yes, okay. Sorry, my mom just came in. <laughs> oh, no, do That's okay. Okay. Hi, you. You My my daughter's. Oh, let's uh, yes. let's see your daughter. Oh, there she is.
0: Oh, look at cute. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so uh, she's so adorable. <laughs> okay, so uh, what a sweetie pie, what a cutie. Okay, so everybody, we'll see you next week with Susan Brinkman. Email me if you want anything. I send me an email if you want something added send me an email i'm open to change okay i'm here for you we want to minister to your needs let us know what those needs are kasha we love you you're the best you're touching millions of lives thank you oh no
1: this feeling is mutual thank you dorothy and uh love you okay
0: thank Bye, you Bye, everyone